Welcome to the Answers from Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalone. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Three, two, one. Today's guest is Britt Polson. Britt is the owner and principal of Clarity Compass Consulting, a leadership consulting firm specializing in transformative executive coaching and leadership development programs. Britt has been integrating the fields of management consulting, business psychology, and leadership coaching since 1983. Britt, what else would you like listeners to know about you today? Oh, I'd like to have them know that even though I'm doing business work and leadership consulting work, that my overall approach is a depth psychological approach. It's highly cognitive, but it's also really looking at the depth of the person. I start kind of at the surface cognitive level, but we work down to kind of deeper levels of understanding the world. And how would you define leadership? I define leadership of making a significant difference that wouldn't have been there otherwise. So there's an outcome that's there that wouldn't have been there if you hadn't exerted your influence. And you have a new book, The Clarity Compass. One of the benefits readers should receive from reading The Clarity Compass is the ability to have more creative, uh, more creative conversations. What is a creative conversation? Yeah. A creative conversation is one where we're actually opening up to possibilities. The idea is, is that usually we come into conversations and, and I have my intention for the outcome and you have your intention for the outcome in terms that's usually pretty specific. And I'm trying to negotiate with you in terms of trying to get my outcome and you're trying to get your outcome. The creative conversation is really open to a third conversation. It's a, it's a conversation about, about how we can mutually collaborate to create new possibilities. There's an invitation of imagination and an openness to outcomes that we hadn't thought of before. And a lot of people are talking about crucial conversations or critical conversations or fierce conversations. Uh, those are all great. The challenge I have with those is that the, the connotation is already one where there is something conflictual, that we're already oriented to something tense and something needs to be worked out, where the creative conversation is inviting us to be on the same team and come up with a new solution. So that, that's how it differs from those other conversations. Mm-hmm. But why is a creative conversation important? The reason it's important is, is that the, the other kinds of conversations keep us kind of stuck in a me, you, where this kind of conversation has us come together and, and actually think of new possibilities. It's kind of a thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Uh, or Jung would talk about, uh, that holding the tensions of polarities, and as he called it, the transcendent function. Uh, Jung was referring to there's a third outcome that we're creating that is neither neither the first two polarities, but something that's new and improved. So there tends to be a creativity and energy and a vitality that's infused into the conversation and coming up with a direction that people hadn't thought of before. Yeah. And how, how can a leader have a creative conversation? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the Clarity Compass is based on uh, two polarities, uh, intentions to action and facts versus stories. So even already, I've, I've talked a lot about intentions. And so just having the intention going into the conversation of you and I are on the same team. 
we're actually in an exploration as opposed to uh, a dichotomy or a conflict is one of the one of the predecessors of having a creative conversation is actually the intention to be creative together is to invite imagination into the conversation is a good start. A second piece is uh, a whole piece about reality maps. And that's a key, a key underpinning of the work that I do is, is that we, we don't see reality for how it is. We see it as our own belief system or what I said, again, call reality maps. And in those reality maps that represent reality, we have blind spots. If I, as a leader, go into the conversation acknowledging I have blind spots, reality is just too complex for me to hold all of the truth in one mind. And then I go into the conversation with a curiosity about how, you know, Joe, you and I are talking, how you can help illuminate a blind spot of mine, and that can help free us up to have a different kind of conversation where I'm not coming in being right, I'm coming in being curious and open to new possibilities. So it sounds like it's a lot about being intentional and what you want out of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I, I'm hesitant to say this, but I, I do end up saying it frequently is I, I do see us as largely automatons where we have these preset reality maps and it's just like we got we're all set with how we see the world. And then it's just like, go, you know, how you started this interview was like one, two, three, you know, go. And it's kind of like, that's what it is. I have these reality maps and it's one, two, three and we're off. And I'm just playing these preset tapes, these reality maps. And so it's to wake us up a little bit about being really more consciously intentional so that I'm just not playing out the reality maps that have already got in there, but I'm waking up to, okay, how can I be, how can this be different? How can we be surprised by this conversation? One thing I want to go back to when we, when I first asked you why creative conversations are important, I believe you said that you have to go in as basically as a team. You're, you're congruent in your thinking and what you want. Can you go and have a creative conversation if you view the other person as, say, an adversary? Ah, good. Good. I, I like that question in that if as soon as you're viewing them as an adversary, you're already out of a creative conversation. In, in a sense, the creative conversation is is an invitation to see them as a collaborator. Now, where that question leads typically is people say, yeah, but they're just people that you just can't, you just can't get them to listen. They're, they, they're just stuck. You know, and that's true. So one of the things I say with the Clarity Compass and Creative Conversations is there's no guarantee you're going to get either the outcome you want, especially, or even a positive outcome. It just increases the likelihood, meaning it, it, that having a creative conversation increases the probability that you're going to have a conversation that moves. So you can't always change how the other person is, but you can change how you're seeing them as an adversary. And as soon as you start sh shifting their, your, your perspective from adversary to potential collaborator, curiosity, possibility, what can I learn? Then you're starting to shift the very context of the conversation. And, and for some leaders, that's probably pretty hard to do. You've just been in a heated argument with, you know, one of your coworkers or business partners. Even though you're working together, you may still have that. They're my enemy right now. Yeah. Um, do you have yeah. tips on getting out of that mindset? Mm -mm. Yeah, because usually that's a pretty visceral place. When you're talking about at that level, it's usually, you know, um, my breathing is short or shallow. My pulse is, is <laughs> starting to race. So... 
one of the things I suggest is a here and now conversation. With a creative conversation essentially has those components. A here and now conversation is what's happening right now. So, for example, uh, largely our conversation, Joe, has been about what's the creative conversation, what is the clarity compass. It's kind of there and then what they can do out there. Uh, a, a here and now conversation is, hey, how's it going between us? You know, so, for example, I'm, I'm enjoying this. You're asking good questions. You're actually listening to what I'm saying, asking questions, responding to those. See, I just shifted it to what's happening between us. And so one of the things that you can do is actually point to the conversation that's happening now. I just had a client this week because uh, I, I talked to him about hearing now conversations. And he, he came back and he said, he said, <laughs> he was executive. He's very proud. He's trying these new things. And he's like, oh, I tried the hearing now conversation. He said, because I was really frustrated with some of the people I was working with. And he said, you know, I'm really frustrated right now. But I'm going to put that aside so that we can have a productive conversation. And he said, I was surprised. He said, the, he said, the meeting was much quicker than I thought, and it went really well. And if I hadn't actually acknowledged that frustration or acknowledged something that was happening, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, it sounds like you can move things forward. Yeah, yeah. I think so many times we're just trying to push the agenda forward that the agenda creates the conflict where the here and now is like, What's getting in our way of actually moving forward? You know, are we seeing each other as adversaries, you know, or there's just tension here or, you know, what, what's the primary intention for our meeting? What are we really trying to get out of this meeting? It invites people to step back and say, yeah, what are we doing? Which can, it's in a sense, it's a step back so that we can move forward. What's something a leader should be looking for when he's having these kind of conversations? Two, two sides. Emotional con emotional intelligence is two parts. One is being aware of myself and managing myself, as well as being aware of you and not managing you, but trying to collaborate with you. So, so those two things, you know, myself and you having some awareness around that conversation. How open am I being? Am I just, you know, so as I'm in the conversation and watching myself, am I just trying to drive my point home and just trying to get you to listen? Joe, if I just get you to understand, then this conversation would go so much better. If that's where you're coming from, you're not having a creative conversation. And then the second is, how open is the other person? Am I being in such a way? Am I engaging in such a way that I'm actually opening the other person or, or are they getting more and more defensive? And if they're getting more defensive, then it's I'm probably not having a creative conversation. If you notice your conversation partner getting more defensive, how would you guide them or encourage them more in that creative conversation. Hmm. Coming back to the here and now conversation, which is, you know, I'm just even noticing what's happening is I'm noticing the conversation speeding up. I'm noticing that, that it, I don't know if we're making progress here, whatever observation you can make that just names that doesn't seem like we're really moving forward here. And then just say, how can we slow the conversation down and, and really reevaluate what we're doing? What, what's, What's the, our intention here? What's the purpose? Sometimes it's even helpful to take a break. You know, maybe we just take a break. If, if it's that, if it's getting intense, uh, then, then we're taking a break, but definitely just, uh, yeah, we slow down a little bit. Cause again, we get, we're, we're rushed for time. How much time do we have left? I got to get this in. You got to get this in. It escalates. So slowing down, naming what's happening can really help. What's one thing you wish you would have known about leadership when you were in your twenties? It's funny because I was in leadership. I was working for Dale Carnegie courses and uh, how to win friends and influence people when I was in my 20s. And so uh, the one thing I, I look back and I think, okay, I was into leadership even back then. 
but, but there's something about gravitas and, that I work with a lot of clients on is, is it's really leading from within rather than trying to manage everything out there and, oh, I need to take this job or I need to you know, influence this person out here. There's this place of where people are scurrying about and trying to influence out there and missing out on the gravitas, the centeredness, the groundedness of themselves a, as a leader. And so even with Dale Carnegie course, it's, you know, using the other person's name, don't criticize, condemn, complain. It's really monitoring my behaviors. It's great work, but, but the emphasis is more on the, the behaviors themselves as opposed to how am I being? What's the instrument that I am as a leader? And, who, you know, who am I? That, that was a big piece I missed in my 20s. And like I mentioned earlier, you have the Clarity Compass release. Yes. Do you want to share yes. a little bit about the book? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I really appreciate it because most people I'm interviewing with and so forth are talking about the whole book. And I so appreciate you focusing on the creative conversations. In fact, some people were arguing, oh, maybe we should just call the book Creative Conversation because that's one of the most important benefits you get from it. But the idea is that the thinking behind the Clarity Compass is, is part of what makes the creative conversation. So the book itself really goes into detail about how I can be intentional and move those intentions into action, how I separate out the facts versus story. So there's a richness in there that really helps one understand the situation better so they can have better interventions for themselves as well as for the other person. How can, if a listener wants to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Uh, you can go to www.claritycompassbook.com. All right. I'll have that linked up in the show notes. Okay, great. Thanks. And do you have any parting words of wisdom? Yeah. As I started the interview, I talked about kind of starting at the surface level or the mental level or the cognitive level because the intention is really to meet people where they're at. But ultimately, I'm inviting folks to greater depth and greater richness, and really to a place of heart. And so it's not my wisdom, but it's from the, uh, the little prince. The, the fox says to the, to the prince, it's, he says, it is only with the heart that one sees rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. And that's, a, that's to me, one of the wisest things I've ever heard. It's an invitation to a place of, of heart and depth and the richness of what it means to be a human being. And, and I think ultimately, even though we can be mental and cognitive and come up with a, a framework like I have, it, ultimately it's, it's bringing us to the greater depth of who we are. I love those parting words. Oh, thanks. Didn't that just get made into a Netflix movie? I believe. Yeah. Yes. I think just, it just came out just at the end of this last year. Yeah. I ha actually haven't seen it. I've seen all the old ones, read the book it's, and people have been telling me about it. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Just seeing, I did, you know, when you said that, I was like, I think I've seen pictures of it on Netflix. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. All right, Britt. Well, thank you for joining us today and sharing about, um, and sharing how to have creative conversations. Appreciate your time. Yeah, Joe, it's been great being on the call. Thanks for all your great questions. Thank you for listening to episode 33 of Answers from Leadership. I hope you enjoyed our guest, Britt Polson, and our conversation on how to have creative conversations. To get the show notes for this episode, go to jmlalonde.com slash 033. There you'll find notes from the episode, tweetable quotes, and links to subscribe to Answers from Leadership. If you enjoyed this episode, would you share it with someone you think would benefit from this conversation? 
Please let me know when you share this episode by sending me a message at joe at jmlalone.com. And we can't forget to thank our sponsor, Audible. They're the leading provider of digital audiobooks. For listeners of Answers from Leadership, Audible is offering a free 30-day trial along with one free audiobook download. Go to audibletrial.com slash answers to claim your trial. Until next time, continue to lead well.